Ladies and gentlemen, this is Keith here with Uncontrolled Opposition, and I'd like to have a broadcast uh, this afternoon, and just to do a test uh, with a friend of mine, uh, Joggler66, and uh, who has a YouTube channel and uh, is a great soldier for the Lord, and trying to get the message out and the truth about the deceptions uh, of the world and and the gospel of salvation, and. Um, what we're doing right here is we're just doing a, an audio check uh, to check the functionality of a possible broadcast here in the future. And so with that uh, being, I'd like to uh, welcome uh, Yerk uh, to the call here. So how are you doing, Yerk? Hello, Keith. Thank you very much for the invitation. So I will have another possibility to continue my work from Hour of the Truth. You know, they say in English, third time is a charm, right? <laughs> yeah, that... started off, I started off with Michael Adams on Nothing But The Truth, and then I went on with uh, Walt Stickle on Hour of the Truth, and now there seems to be a misunderstanding between us because he just cannot answer my question, and as long as he's not answering my question, I'm not talking to him, so now you are setting up the third possibility, so third time is a charm, eh? That's right, that, that's right. And and that's interesting, too, because, uh, you know, I I was with you all. I was fellowshipping with you all early on. And uh, I recognized there were a, a few, uh, I guess you might say, issues at that time. And maybe that's why I stepped away for a while. And uh, perhaps, you know, this is the, the Lord's doing and maybe bringing us back together. Because I do feel like that the information and uh, material... And, and this work that you're doing, as well as, you know, what I'm doing uh, on my end, is uh, is edifying to the body of Christ and, and uh, very important. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, maybe maybe we're just uh, coming full, full circle. Full circle. Well, yeah, let's, let's say it like this. We are pulling on the same string, and evidently we are also pulling into the same direction. <laughs> people yeah. pulling on the same string is nothing unusual but pulling in the same direction in our case is not that usual it's more unusual so right right quite, it's quite nice it, it, right and it, it is it is it is quite unusual because like-minded uh, like-minded believers or like-minded uh, people is uh, is a very rare thing and it's very difficult in uh in, well, well, may I intervene here something? Sure. Uh, on, on the one hand, you are right, and on the other hand, you are wrong. You are wrong on the hand, that, uh, on this perspective, that a lot of people think that it is easy to come together and have the same mind because a lot of people are just willing to do what the Roman Catholic Church asks of them to do. Compromise. Right. They compromise for the sake of having something in common. And where you are right in that point is that you have a very small remnant that is not willing to compromise anything and only will go on with their fellowship when they have total agreement. And that is something that I was lacking after a while on nothing but the truth, and it seemed that this is something that I have after more than two years have known Walt Stickle, 
have to have with him because he seems to have an agenda that I am not aware of that I don't know that makes him all of a sudden just go nuts, just go crazy like he's never done before. I don't understand it, but I really have to say openly, I don't even care. If he uses my platform to fight his personal vendetta, then he has to do it without me. I'm sorry, I will not stand for this. I wouldn't stand for that in the time of Michael Adams, when he all of a sudden changed his opinion on some very fundamental things that we agreed on before. Right. And I'm not doing that for Walt Stickle. I will just not compromise. Right. And if he lets me, and if he lets me fall down for that, then he must know that. Then it is his decision. I left the door open as I told him, call me when you are ready to discuss that thing and answer my question correctly. And as you know, Keith, I told you about the emails that he sent me. He never even addressed that issue of answering that question, but went on over how Tom slandered his name over the Internet. What Tom has every right to do on his own platform, and he didn't do it on my platform. And that was the whole discussion about. But to come back to the subject that you were just talking about, but the point being, I am not compromising. I am not compromising the truth. Here I stand, and I can't do no other, so God help me. White is white, and black is black. I am not a Jesuit, and I don't see black as white, and white is black only because some hierarchy tells me so. White is white, and black is black with me. And when you agree with me on that, then we can have wonderful fellowship and do wonderful things together in the name and in the working of our Lord Jesus Christ. And otherwise, then our ways have to part. You know, there's one little quote that I often put in my videos, or often, sometimes put in the videos. It, it, it's called, it says, um, I asked God to protect me from my enemies, and all of a sudden I started losing friends. Yeah. When I look back at the travel that I have made the last two and a half years, I have lost Alan Lamont, who brought me to the truth of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I have now probably even lost Walt Stickle, who I got to know via uh, Alan Lamont in the first place. Mm -hmm. and, via, and via Walt, I got to know Mike Luckham from Avenue of Light, who I have lost because of his futurist um, agenda that he follows. Mm -hmm. And through Walt, I also got to know Michael Adams, who I've lost because he of all of a sudden doesn't see that Revelation 13, the first beast is the Vatican, and the second beast is the United States of America. All of a sudden, after all the broadcasts we had together, after doing all these broadcasts on characteristics of Antichrist and everything together, all of a sudden, he turned away from that. Now, I, via, uh, via Walt Stickle, I also got to know Tom Fress, who I still have contact with, and I got to know you. Because you were all of a sudden in the, in the broadcast on uh, nothing but the truth at that time. So I hope that uh, you and Tom are the ones that will stick around for a while. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Losing, losing that many people when you do not have that many people to begin with makes you feel kind of lonely. 
But on the other hand, as long as I have Jesus Christ, I fear nothing, because even when I've walked in the, shelly, in, in the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, because you are with me. That, that's right. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, a- amen to that. Amen to that, Jörg. And I, I, I agree with everything. And, um, and you know, I, I mean, that's, that's what it was for me. I, I was kind of off on my own. Of course, I went over to uh, Pal Talk. And, um, and really, I don't know if you remember, but I talked to, I asked Tom if, uh, if he might be interested because when I was listening to Tom and his message about the 70th week, of Daniel and um, dispensationalism and futurism and, and in other words, the central uh, core message, uh, I guess, of uh, of our ministry to to a large degree. That um, I was enthused, uh, you know, to hear to have this understanding. Basically, that you know the modern evangelical church, ninety five percent or better, is is. Uh, is under a false teaching, and um, of course, I was—I uh, had fellowships and, and friends, a few f- friends on on a pal talk, which is a different platform of social media. And uh, so I went over there for a while and began uh, trying to share the word of uh, the 70th week deception and what have you. But um, but but that. That kind of uh, that kind of turn went sour, and uh, and then that's brought me back in to the fellowship with you. And oddly enough, you know, at this same time, that uh, like you say, that that Walt seemed to, uh, you know, kind of uh, start missing on one cylinder, uh, or, or what have you. But um, one thing I'll say about that is that. I did watch or I did listen to that other broadcast that I think it was uh, September, was that September uh, 20th or something like that? Yeah, the one that I sent you that he hijacked on the Sunday evening, exactly, right? Right, right. I listened. We, were, we, were planning, we were planning with Brett Norman, I think. Brett Norman was also on the call. Yeah, yeah. And, you, you uh, had... We were planning on doing a, a special on the Global Vatican to support Tom Fress, who did at that time do the reading on Inquisition Update, on, on, on First Amendment Radio via Inquisition Update, on the Global Vatican, that book from Francis Rooney. And uh, we wanted to support that by an own broadcast. And all of a sudden, yeah, you tell, you, you tell it, because you got it fresh in your memory. It's uh, tw- two months ago that I listened to it, because I never listened to it in the archives. I, I know where it is. I was only there at that moment, but you remember probably more what happened at that time. So please go on, tell our... Tell our listeners what uh, what happened at that time. The twentieth of September it was, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing about it. it uh, even with the the more recent uh, event, that essentially, yeah, I, I guess, is is maybe the final straw, where uh, it, it seems that Walt uh, he he goes off on the tangents uh, in in your broadcast of Hour of the Truth, and basically just takes over the entire broadcast and uh, continues to talk on, uh, not allowing uh, for any back and forth. And, um, and of course, I made the comment here recently that, you know, I saw that uh, basically, you know, from the first broadcast that I came back on here about uh, three or four weeks ago, that he would, 
he would go off on these tangents. And yeah, you know, every time, every time when you try to intervene there or try to stop him in any way, he comes you and slams you with a hammer on the head that he has freedom of conscience. Freedom of conscience. Freedom of conscience. Freedom of speech. I can say anything I want to. No, Walt, you can't. You have to respect other people's opinions and other people's rights too. Right. Well, I... don't do. I mean, what 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 does Jesus Christ teach us? Actually, says, for, for us says, to take love let... God, love love God the Father with all your heart and might and soul and power and whatever have you, and, and do as to your uh, do unto your fellow man as you want them to do unto you. Right. Well, even, even so, when even, you yeah. proclaim when you proclaim for yourself the freedom of conscience to say anything that you want. What kind of freedom do you give to the other people? What kind of freedom of speech, freedom of conscience do you give to the other ones? It is not all right to say anything. When you have that mind, when you have that kind of mind view, then, then you are more listening to Alistair Crowley who says, do as thou will shall be the whole of the law. I can say whatever I want because I have the freedom of conscience for that. No. The freedom of conscience, I think this is something that Walt forgot, is given to us by the Lord and is given to us on the basis and the authority of the Bible. And that is not there to slander other people's names. When you have a problem with your fellow brother, then you should address that with him. And when Walt uses my broadcast to tell how bad he thinks all the things are that Tom Fress said about him, he should bring that to Tom. He's got his number, he's got his Skype, call him, talk to him. Don't use my, or don't abuse, I always said misuse in the, <laughs> in the broadcast, but don't abuse my broadcast for that. And especially, do not abuse freedom of conscience for everything that you do. I think that is a very important thing I have to say for once. Freedom of conscience doesn't give you the right to rant on on anything, on any, any, uh, anywhere where you want, on anything or anybody that, that you just want to. That is not freedom of conscience. Right. Well, I was thinking uh, of, of the, the scripture verses, and I, I just looked it up here, Matthew chapter 23, mm -hmm. where G Jesus is talking about, you know, for us to count, I think it's, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, anyway, it's the one where where Jesus is is teaching that we're to count others uh, higher than ourselves, you know, yeah. and and that we're you know we're we're to take the lesser seat in the uh, in the in the synagogue or or what have you, and um, and that's the thing about it is when you have a broadcast like that, and especially in that one, going back to that one episode that you uh, wanted me to listen to where you had said that he had done that before and uh, you know as I was lis listening to that uh, you know in this in this here you even had another guest scheduled uh, to come in and and participate and uh, you know to to make this uh, a broadcast and uh, it was very very disrespectful uh, it was disrespectful to you, but even more disrespectful to this other guest uh, that should have been provided, uh, you know, at least at least equal amount of time 
And, um, but I, that's what I was doing. I, I was listening to this. And of course, you know, Walt, he continued to talk on and, and, um, and like I said, it, uh, he, he talked for, Oh, I think it was over an hour. Yeah, sure. Because uh, the broadcast was scheduled for two hours. Right. And, um, I think it was, uh, you know, and finally, you know, you did, uh, you did address the issue with him, and I don't understand. I don't understand why he's going off. Of course, you know, there again, he went back to the, the carols, which seems to, uh, you know, be an ongoing uh, theme theme with him. Yeah, okay, but about the carols, let me just state one thing for the record, very, very clear. I have absolutely no problem that the carols are being taught and the role that they played as the hidden so-called founding fathers of the United States of America. Because Walt always addresses the hidden face of the founding fathers documentary by Chris Pinto. Says rightfully that Chris Pinto didn't fully explain what the hidden face of the founding fathers, so-called founding fathers was. And, of course, that he doesn't mention the carols in there. And I agree on that. Mm -hmm. I have always agreed on that. And I agree on it that it is important that when you, when you come together to do a broadcast, whatever, is it on talk show, is it on Babylon Mystery News Radio, is it via a Skype call that you do, whatever. When you say, hey, let's talk about history and let's talk about the history that is left out of the official history that is omitted in the official mainstream teaching whether it be schools whether it be universities whether it be books that you find today in the library whatever every real proven history that is omitted from the mainstream let's talk about that and then you bring up the carols no problem no even essential because if you do not know what role the Carroll family played in the founding of the United States of America, you will never understand that the government of the United States of America from the beginning was universal, Catholic, satanic. From the beginning, it was never, never Protestant. Right. And therefore... I absolutely agree on the importance of the teaching of the carols, but not 50 times after another. I mean, when, when, when all the broadcasts that I did with Walt, when we read this book that he put together, The Vatican Jesuit Global Conspiracy, based on the book from Ronald Cook from 1985, almost in every broadcast of that, we were talking about the carols, the carols, the carols, the carols. It's okay. Now, when we did that for 10 or 15 broadcasts, then the next broadcast, it must suffice, and that is my point of view, it must suffice to say, hey, we talked about the carols. Please look in the archives. You can find it there and there. But now let's go on. It is not necessary to repeat it and to repeat it into oblivion. You can just say, okay, listen, we talked on that broadcast about the carols, we did on that broadcast about the carols, and whether it's the carols or it's another subject, you, you, you don't, uh, how do you say that? You don't, you don't bash a dead cow, or how do you say that in America? Uh, beat a dead horse. Yeah, you don't, beat a, you don't beat a dead horse, you know? 
right. uh, it's it's done, okay? And people have to understand that, okay? But therefore, I don't have to have to repeat um, the role of these people in the founding of the United States of America day by day by day by day. There are also other important issues. Often, right. often issues connected to the Carols, okay, then I mention them, but then I don't have to go for half an hour or an hour into the whole subject of the Carols again. Then it's okay to just mention them and say, okay, and when you want to, uh, want to learn more of this, then go to this and this and the archives, and you can listen about this. But now we go on with that. And that is something that Walt could never have done. Once you start with him with the name Carols, he is gone. He's for an hour, an hour and a half, and he can't stop anymore in that direction. He always goes in the same direction anymore. And uh, it's, it's a shame because it's a, it's, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy to repeat yourself and, like you said, uh, beat a dead horse. Right. Yeah. It makes, it makes yeah. no sense, you know. Right, right. The topic has already been discussed uh, at length and in depth. Exactly. And uh, there, there are other topics that need to be addressed, you know, not okay. only, you know, not only for the, uh, for the sake of, uh, of education and, and awareness, but uh, just uh, like, you know, I mean, let's get away from beating this horse because it's going to become old uh, with the listeners and, and repetitious. So, you know, it just, uh, it, it just sound reasoning uh, that there has to be a balance. And uh, some there's you can't make one central issue the main theme of of every broadcast. It just uh, it's ridiculous. Well, you can you can, but you have to see what kind of issue is that yet you choose. I will give you an example. Tom Press, for example, does the same thing with Inquisition Update. His issue is reviving the Protestant mind and teaching the people of the futurist antichrist deception. That's his issue, his main right. issue. His, right. whole, his whole existence on Inquisition Update is only about those two points. But what does he do? He reads books from Protestant writers. He reads books from people like Francis Rooney, who is a Knight of Malta, who is a Roman Catholic. He read, book, he read books like from Afro Manhattan, who also is a Knight of Malta. And then he implements what is written in those books and turns that to the issue that he's talking about, meaning reviving the Protestant mind and teaching the people about the false Jesuitical futurist deception and he always gives it that twist into that direction and that is something wonderful because he uses these books he uses the history he uses that history that he takes out of these books to connect that to his message that's why I for example Maybe that's only me. I don't know. But I've listened to almost all 99 recordings that he did on the Global Vatican. And in every broadcast, he reads. Sometimes he reads a little bit more than a paragraph. <laughs> Sometimes he only reads a sentence or two in, in one broadcast, you know. And for the rest, he's telling about the 
forgotten Protestantism that we have, not only in the United States, most of all, of course, in the United States of America, and the futurist deception and the implementation of that. And I never got sick of listening to it. I never had even the feeling that he repeated himself. Right. It was always interesting because it always comes from another angle again. That's what I appreciate so much about that. Right. But that's not like picking a subject like the carols. You cannot do that with a subject like the carols. It's impossible. And I don't have anything against Walt teaching the importance of the carols. But when you are scheduling a broadcast to do one thing and invite people to that broadcast to do that broadcast with you, and then you hijack that broadcast and talk about something completely different, and you don't do that one time, but you do that at least two, maybe even three times, and especially the last recording that you can find in the archives on Hour of the Truth, that one he did, I was, and you were on that broadcast, we were talking about for the first, I don't know, 20 minutes, and then Walt took over until the end. Right. And it was not possible to stop him or to say anything about that, also because of the way that he was emotionally involved in that. Right. But the only thing that, the only thing that he did was defending himself after he felt attacked by Tom Fress. Right. So my point being, and that's where I have the problem with Walt and that last broadcast, my problem is with that. Tom used his own broadcast, Inquisition Update, via First Amendment Radio, to get some things off his chest that he wanted to tell Walt without even know, uh, mentioning his name. Okay? Right. Walt knew that he was addressed to by the way that Tom addressed him, but Tom never even mentioned his name, first of all. So he did this on his own time, in his own broadcast that he has on First Amendment Radio, Inquisition Update. And then Walt uses my, sorry, I think this is my hour of the truth. I came up with the name. I came up with the idea. Walt only set the call up like you do now here with uncalled, uncontrolled opposition. It was my broadcast. We went for another episode on the weekly episodes that we did, and it was uh, agreed on that we would continue the reading from the book from Samuel C. Gipp, an, an understandable history of the Bible. And after we did an introduction, he hijacked the complete broadcast by slamming, I really have to say it that way, by slamming Tom Fress's name all over the internet, right. by mentioning his name, what Tom didn't do, and abusing my broadcast for that. And that is something that I right. cannot stand for. Right, yes, right. And when after the call, and I have the recording for anybody who, could, who wants to have it, I can give the MP3 15 minutes after the show was done. I still have that recorded. He said that he had every right to do that because Tom did that to him too. And I said, Walt, when you say that, when you tell me where did Tom ever use Hour of the Truth or any of my outlets like on YouTube channel or whatever to slam you or to tell you the things about the carols that you accused him to do like you did with him now? Then tell me where that is. 
And that question I asked him four times, and not one time he could answer that question. He always went for, but he sent me an email, but he this, but he that, and I have a transcript. I don't care. That was not the question, Walt. That was not the question. You are not answering my question. And when I wrote to him that he does exactly the same as Michael Adams did, he went furious with me. That has nothing to do with Michael Adams. Oh, yes, it has. Because Michael Adams did exactly the same thing. He never answered the question he was asked. He always diverted to other subjects, exactly like Walt did. And that is the big problem. Right. Well, it's... Um, I, I don't know what, uh, what, the thing, what the thing is with Walt. Uh, it, it's a shame. It's unfortunate. But... Uh, You know, I think it's time to move on, and I just hope that uh, maybe this this here will work out, and we can continue the the message, or you can continue your your message uh, there, Yerk. And um, I don't have a message. Jesus has a message. Well, that that's the right. Holy Spirit has a message that He yeah. uses me for. Right. <laughs> you, well, well, your ministry, right? Mm. The, the ministry that he has uh, that he has laid, uh, uh, you know, put in your hands uh, to use your talents and your your ability, your perspectives and your uh, your understanding that the Holy Spirit has given you, and uh, and I think that uh, the the books that you've been reading, I think uh, I don't know if you're still reading Rulers of Evil. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm at chapter 20 now. I have to start reading chapter 20 in Rulers of Evil. I have to start chapter 4 on uh, Babylon Mystery Religion from Ralph Woodrow. I have to continue um, the book reading of An Understandable History of the Bible from W.C. Gibbs. And I started because I don't have enough to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I started the fourth book in German, uh, reading uh, the two Babylons in German from Alexander Hislop. Right, right. Where I did already two uh, broadcasts from. Yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing too, is because I know that uh, you've gotten uh, encouragement and enthusiasm uh, when finding that book that was actually uh, in German and doing a broadcast uh, for uh, the German audience for your 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 brothers and sisters there in your, uh, in your homeland. Yeah. And, uh, and then of course that, uh, realizing that, that there was a lot of interest in that. So that's, that's, uh, that's really encouraging too. But, yeah, but uh, that seemed to have been a fluke. <laughs> oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. The, the first video that I made uh, has about 2,200 views and uh, got these 2,200 views within four or five days. Yeah. And, uh, the second one has about, 70 views or something after a day or two. So uh, that's more normal again. (laughs) Right. But nevertheless, nevertheless, uh, I I think there are still people who appreciate uh, watching it, even though that I uh, uh, encourage them to leave comments. I only received one or two comments on the second one, but I don't care as long as it's being watched. And as long as there's at least one comment, I will continue. I will continue anyway. I mean, I start the book now. I don't give up right now because I want to read it also. And um, to me, it is also interesting to do all that stuff in German for once, you know. And it puts me a little bit into more study and in, in the whole Bible study and all that in German. You know, I have a, 
I have discovered that I have big, big problem with German and, and the Bible. I understand perfectly, absolutely perfectly, Daniel 9, verses 24 through 27 in English. I don't understand anything of that when I read the German Bible. Really? It is so strangely written. I, I, I don't get it. Really, I, I don't get it. I tried well, to translate them from the from the King James to German, but even there I have troubles. It only it only makes sense in uh, in English. Just give me a second, okay? Okay. Yeah, you can keep talking. I I just need to go. Um, okay. Uh, I just I just need to I just need to go to the kitchen for a moment. That's yeah, all. sure. I okay, was okay. Calling go ahead. That, that's all. Right. Well, that's interesting, and maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on that uh, because, um, and I, I don't know how you would do that because uh, obviously most of the uh, I don't understand the German and, and most of the audience. No, the words the words in English are so clear what it's all about, and when you translate that to German, the way that it's translated, uh, it means. For example, the, the the English word vision, because it, well, Daniel was given a vision. Right. The English word vision is uh, translated with the word face. Translated with the word face, as in human, yeah. as in human face. As in, as, in, as in the face that you have on your uh, on your shoulder, yeah, in your in your face, on your head. F A C E face. Yeah. Now, well, that, that, yeah, that, and I was going to ask you. Well, what about uh, when it gets down to the abomination of desolation? What how how is that translated? Uh, very very strangely. That's why I said when I read the German Bible, I do not understand Daniel nine twenty seven. <laughs> really, I looked at it yesterday. I, I I don't get it. So I'm really looking to make my own translation of that. Okay. And uh, to make to, to to put a little bit sense in it, um, I have translated this here. Und er wird bestätigen den Bund mit vielen für eine Woche. Und in der Mitte der Opfer wird er dafür sorgen, dass Opfer und Speisopfer aufhören. Und für die Überspreizung der Gräuel wird er es verwüsten, bis das Verderben sogar bis zur Vollendung. Und das bestimmt wird über die Verwüsteten ausgegossen wird. Even now, the last sentence doesn't make, make, make any sense. So I still have to work on that to, to make that understandable. But my point is, when I read this in English, I understand perfectly, absolutely without any doubt, what is meant. And in German, it's just not clear to me. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I, I can't speak German anymore. I don't understand my own language anymore. <laughs> no, I, I, I just don't get it, you know. Yeah, well, it, you know, it, it may not be uh, a coincidence or I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but the thing about it is, is we know that a lot of the modern translations, the NIV and a number of the others, I think the ESV. Oh, think yeah, but the German Bible that I took, sorry. The German Bible that I took was the Luther, 1545. Really? Yeah. So I looked it up uh, on the internet. Uh, I looked the Luther Bible 1912 up. Yeah. And the 1912 is almost the same as 1545. Right. Uh, the Luther Bible afterwards has been uh, very much corrupted. I know that. That's why I don't use it. I usually use the 1545, but the 1545 is sometimes written in a kind of German that I even have trouble to understand it. Like I just read here, the stuff that I just read, 
right. you would read that to me via the phone, I would ask you, what did you just say? Right. I really, I really don't get it. So no, to me, to me, this is to me, Keith. This is uh, this is a very important point. I'm reading the book, An Understandable History of the Bible, by Samuel C. Gibbs. And that book lays the emphasis only, absolutely only and exclusively, on the 1611 authorized version of the King James Bible as the only preserved word of God in our time. From the time 1611 on until today. And when I see what trouble I have, reading the German Bible, I must agree right. that English Bible is the true word. Because even though that I have here and there trouble to, understand, to, to, um, uh, to translate this or that word from English into German, I don't care that I cannot translate it. You know what the point is? When I read it in English, I understand it. I don't need to translate it because I understand it. Amen. Because English is not my native language, but still I understand it. I understand it as well as you understand it who has English as his native language. When you read an English word, you understand it. When you don't understand it, you go to a dictionary, you look it up, you look at the explanation, and you understand it. Right. Well, when I do that with the English word, most of the times I don't even have to go to the uh, to the dictionary to look it up, but I understand the word. It speaks right to me. It doesn't do that in German. Well, that's what I was going to say, is that, uh, you know, I don't think it's it's a coincidence. And uh, that's uh, it, it's, it's just been a part of the plan. Yeah. But, but the Lord... Uh, part of God's plan. Right, but he, but he, you know, he has pre- he has preserved, and that's interesting. I haven't read that book, and uh, and you know, maybe I'll I'll learn more about what the author is. What what was the title of that book again? About the Bible? Oh, you mean an understandable history of the Bible? Right, understandable. Yeah, understandable. Well, we, we can uh, first of all, I can send you the link, of course, and second of all, we can make broadcasts now that you know that how this is working here. Right. Because I have to round it up now anyway, because I have to go dinner, because my mother fixed dinner, and if I don't come, she uh, she will be mad, and I don't want to make my mother mad. <laughs> okay, well that's good. I know, I know. Uh, you know, you work. Anyway, on so it. so I can I can I can give you a link, and we can continue doing the reading here on your uncontrolled position um, test for hour of the truth. We see what name we're gonna give it in the future. Anyway, we have now had a first broadcast, and I would even applaud you to leave on okay. uh, in the archives. Right. So people can listen to that whenever they want to because there are things, things that I, I'm not ashamed of any word that I uh, said here in this broadcast, and I think neither are you. Amen. Um, but these things needed to be said, and especially for some people who may ask the question now, you have been working with Walt Stickle two years, why all of a sudden did you stop? Well, I didn't stop. Walt Stickle hang up the phone on me last week, Thursday, after four times being asked a question that he couldn't respond to. So when you speak of this so-called ball and in whose side the ball is on, um, the, the ball is left in Walt's court, not in my court. Because I asked him a question that he four times couldn't answer and then he hang up on me. His dribble in the emails that he sent me afterwards is completely unimportant. Um, 
and by that, well, let's let's leave it by that. And uh, if he ever comes back, if he ever contacts me, and we can work it out, I uh, I would very much appreciate that because I love Walt. He's a Christian and uh, he's a wonderful person. But I don't run after him for this problems comes afford. So um, yeah, see, my dinner is ready. So okay, <laughs> okay, well. I- Right. Anyway, right. thank you very much uh, to, to, to set this up here, Keith, and uh, thanks for having me on as a guest, and uh, maybe you want to have some finishing words for your listeners, and I'll be listening to you probably later on on Skype. Uh, I'll be back in an hour anyway, okay? <laughs> thank uh, you, uh, Keith. Right, right, okay. Well, thank you, Jörg, and I did, uh, I think I will go ahead and conclude the call, and again, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully the Lord will lead us into uh, a regular broadcast uh, with this. But uh, this is Keith with the Uncontrolled Opposition with my guest, uh, Jörg Glisman, and uh, Joggler66 on his YouTube channel. I encourage our listeners to check that out. A lot of great videos and information can be found there. And uh, But uh, Jörg uh, has uh, dinner to go to. And this was a, te- a test broadcast. And so I will go ahead and conclude the call, and uh, and then we'll check the quality. And I encourage you, you listeners uh, to come back and, check out and look for a future broadcast here. And again, this is Keith with the Uncontrolled Opposition here on November 24th, uh, Tuesday of 2015. And uh, so everyone take care. God bless.